stop hitting me. Okay. My name's Electra Nachos. Listen to League Podcast, the League versus Daredevil 2003. I'm Matt Murdoch. Uh, I mean, Derson. Oh, and I'm John Ramita. I mean, Mac. I mean, Bendis. I mean, Hunt. <laughs> Happy. I mean, uh, Foggy Nelson. I mean, uh, Clay Inferno here. Well, yeah, speaking of happy. Happy New Year! That's what I was gonna say. But yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm sneaking of not so happy. I yeah, thinking of happy. This movie. I had to watch this movie. Of happy movie. Happy. That was just one of the many feelings no. killed by this movie. <laughs> no, I was gonna say Happy New Year. This is our first episode of 2023. Yeah, hope you're still with us. <laughs> Sorry, did you just say? Yeah. Sorry, Sorry we had to keep going. going. Yeah, we're still going. Yeah, we're not done yet. Yeah, we decided to start it off with a bang. Well, actually, so there is some significance. This movie is 20 years old this year. Next as month, that's right. February, yeah, February 14th, 2003. Yeah, I took I took Ray O'Hare uh, huh? to see this movie on Valentine's oh, Day in 2003. It was romantic cute. as hell. Yeah, I know. Oh, I wish we were cute. still together. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was going to say one other thing. I bought a copy of X-Men 2 on DVD, and it came with a ticket to go see Daredevil for free, which oh. completely confused the the guy that I was trying to buy a ticket from to get into the theater. <laughs> He's like, so you don't give me money? I, I had no money to give back then. I was very poor. Oh, so yeah. Best I could do. And well, they, I mean, hey. I can, so. At least you didn't have to waste money on this this yeah. movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm one of those guys. Uh, so I want to say, though, you know, when we were preparing for this, I went on YouTube to try to find some – it's usually videos, people. And there's a lot of them, but there's a good, like, split. Some people are like, Daredevil is better than you remember. And some people are like, this is the worst superhero movie of all time. Like, <laughs> right. So it's kind of weird. It's well, interesting. It's almost in that people defend it almost like like in that last Jedi kind of way where it's like, no, 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 it's really good. <laughs> but I don't think in the same I don't know. same way if they were defending it. Uh, in in my opinion. But anyways, you were like uh I, I was well, I think this was my idea or, or something. And yeah, uh, no, it was and, and you were like Yeah, I'm not taking credit for this. But one. but you were uh, but I remember Darth you're like, Yeah, I think I think John likes this movie. <laughs> I think that's what uh, he said. I remember you telling us that the the director's cut, I guess, was better. I think I remember you saying something about that, but I didn't know or if you liked you, it. Maybe or... you uh, maybe you remembered like you thinking of uh, fondly how he went out with Ray O'Hare to see the movie. Yeah, you were a little jealous. Were like, that sounds like a nice yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Why was he, that? you know, Sounds... did the whole popcorn trick, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both did the trick. Oh, oh. Yeah. something no for everyone. Of popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm, but yeah, it is, yeah, we do have the anniversary, so it is a good 
a good revisit. And this is like the, you know, that the hallowed days of when we, I'm speaking for myself, but we were we? looking for, <laughs> no, lo looking for Just any for sort myself, of like us. Res re representation on screen, you know, like the 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 Fantastic Four, X-Men, Spider-Man days, and, and Spider-Man far and away was like the best of all of that stuff. But X-Men, there was some good X-Men stuff from around then. And, you know, I, when this came out and also, you know, like Ghost Rider and stuff, I would just see them because I wanted to see superheroes. It's kind of like oh, the opposite yeah, of how no. I am now. When it's like, oh, that's <laughs> another thing. I can't even keep up, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. That's I I agree it's, with you. And yeah, I mean, X-Men 2. Right. X-Men 2 had come out in 2002, hence John getting the ticket in the DVD. So yeah, I think things were kind of high. I mean, I don't know when Blade, what the, where the Blade franchise was. Blade, but, uh, Blade started, that started 98. And... Okay, so maybe they were at, at maybe they were done by then. But I, I don't know. But like, yeah, I think comic nerds were all about like anything, you know, whatever they could get their hands on, I guess, right? Spider-Man 2 had come out, but I don't think 3 had Three wasn't out. No, Spider-Man so. Two hadn't come out. Spider-Man Two. Oh, came really? Two thousand four. So just oh, the first. Okay. So just the Sam Raimi. Right. Well, that was that's right. That was in two thousand two, right? Yeah. And, and I remember go back always... and listen to our uh, watch along for Spider-Man. <laughs> two thousand two. I, I remember always anyway. like just thinking that like um, it, I, I really always loved Daredevil and like Daredevil is kind of like a Batman. I've always wanted to see Daredevil. <laughs> uh, like Spider-Man is like power. Like Daredevil has powers too. But like that street level, you know, Marvel. It's it's a Marvel thing. It's like not it's not Batman. It's like it's Marvel street level, like gritty, whatever they're supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear no cosmic powers or anything yeah, like, like that. Just like, like how Punisher and and Spider-Man and Daredevil are like they hang out a lot. Luke Cage and stuff like that. Like I always like that stuff. How they ended up doing it later with the Netflix series is more like, obviously way better. But like, uh, I I always wanted to see like Daredevil on screen. I was like, that's a cool hero. I really like his story and, and whatnot. Well, this was kind of a that time that they, they Marvel couldn't do a lot. They had they didn't have. Well, they could. So 1997 was when they originally like wanted to make this movie. And it took them a while to get it going. You know, it was in development hell, different studios and stuff. Yeah, was finally Columbia get it, Mark. And 20th yeah. Century Fox and then picked up by New Line in 2000. Yeah. But one of the things that I found was funny, though, is like, I think Ben Affleck was always into it because he was a big comic book fan. And he apparently read all the issues of Daredevil. Which I think find he that hard to believe. Dare, he said he loves Daredevil, and I, I think you can even do yeah. this now. Like if you tell Marvel, like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Captain Marvel, they'll give you whatever you want to read it. I bet you. I know what I mean. Like there were Marvel. hundreds. I come on. There's hundreds. There's probably hundreds of Daredevil of comics the Daredevil at the time. I, I don't know. I don't I know. Like maybe he, I feel like maybe he, he did. Maybe he had nothing else to do. I feel like do. you could do it. And he had already maybe he should have taken that time. Yeah, you're probably right. He probably read a lot. He probably read the Guardian. Or he could just 
be the right. thing where everybody says, "I read every, I read all right. that stuff. I've seen all the things." I, I know. Right. Probably never. Like I'm I sure he read the, the Kevin guy Smith that played. Um, I interviewed the guy that played uh, Colossus, and he he was like all excited because I think like Stan Lee was there and signed like his like first appearance of Colossus like comic book, uh, <laughs> like. That I'm sure he was psyched to get, but uh, that was probably all like PR. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, here's the funny thing, though. So Ben Affleck, apparently in November of 2006, he said, this is from Wikipedia, he said he would never reprise the role, having felt by playing a superhero in Daredevil, I have inoculated myself from ever playing another superhero. Wearing a costume was a source of humiliation for me and something I wouldn't want to do again. And then, of course, he played Batman like a few years later, but still, I think also, I mean, a source of humiliation. Well, I think that you have to take into consideration when he, part of what he's saying. That's there the guy is the, that did reindeer games saying that too. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> done a lot of things on a source of humiliation. <laughs> well, one of the things that this, anyway, sorry. Uh, I, like in relation to that, like these guys had a really difficult time making the costume and, now with a lot of CG and, and everything, like it's it's different. But also, like for the like the Arrowverse shows, like those have been people that have like perfected all the right materials and how to design a costume that actors and stunt people can move in and whatnot. And they were like, yeah, just these are like bondage. You know what I mean? Yeah, they it, were just figuring that out. Looks... That's why X Men are like just in leather. Too, yeah. I mean? Well, I mean, I think they kind of even make fun of it in X Men sometimes. They're like, oh, we got to wear these leather, you know, like, oh. but, but uh, yeah, yeah, they look like they're like, yeah. Rogue is like better than yellow spandex, right? Yeah, right. There's some kind like, of jubilation. Yeah. Shut up over there. That's my <laughs> anyway, I just whatever. I don't want to shit on Ben Affleck too much, except I mean, but he's such an easy target but uh yeah uh i mean i i'm not gonna take one quote who knows what he probably thought he would never get a chance to play batman so why should he even put it out and there but they said here's Superman here's 20 million dollars too in a way like uh you know kind of he's portrayed in a superman costume. he plays george reeve in a movie doesn't he uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah i don't blame him for thinking that maybe it was just because the movie was not received all that well so Let's get into the movie itself, if you uh, if you please. Uh, this is the weirdest, well, not the weirdest thing, but I think there's a term for this in film, you know, theory about when you start at the end, kind of a thing, like in uh, Citizen Kane or something. So it's Daredevil. In the director's cut, by the way. Oh, really? That's one of oh, the yeah, big differences. The- we should note we will be discussing the theatrical cut because that's the one that's on HBO Max and that's the one I could get for free. And I'm not paying a dime for this turd. No, just getting rid of that's a turd. So yeah, like we started he's on top of the steeple holding on to the cross, pretty much right out of the uh Kevin Smith Joe Casada. I think there was sure. pretty much Yeah, like a cover a cover of like, uh, yeah. Uh, one of those yeah. yeah. Guardian devil issues. Um, I guess we should, I want to say too, that was a pretty big deal. I don't know. People probably don't remember because what was that? 97 or something, I guess. It was late nineties. Yeah. Late where, when Kevin Smith did the dare, did wrote daredevil. 
I don't think oh, Marvel yeah. was doing too good at the time. I, I mean, I remember it being a pretty big deal. Yeah, that was the thing that led to that. Joe Casada to yeah. be the editor in chief because they took a bunch of titles and did that Marvel Knights thing. And Him and Jamie Almiati, yeah. they kind of like had a rogue squad of different books, and then they were like, "Oh, actually, why don't you just uh, do everything?" <laughs> Basically, why well, don't you be in charge? yeah, they had they had come off the you know the heroes reborn stuff and whatever and i think they were kind of like oh what are we you know we're really in trouble i'm a little and yeah they gave the rain the gym a lot and i look like rob liefeld's captain america i don't know if it's good or bad <laughs> are you gonna do you <laughs> have to cut it down maybe do i should cut down my chest exercises <laughs> a little yeah maybe because he didn't look very natural that joe that uh rob liefeld <laughs> captain america Anyway, so, I mean, this was, it was a pretty big deal, but, like, Daredevil was always kind of, like, not, like, a second, to me, anyway, when I first started reading comics, Daredevil, I was, Daredevil was kind of, like, a second-rate Spider-Man. He was, like, cool and all, but, I mean, I had Spider-Man. What do I need to read Daredevil for, you know? But the Kevin Smith thing definitely turned it around. I think people really were into him, so, just saying. But anyway, yeah, yeah so we start, he's in the this. church. In the story uh, was like based on sort of that run, but also the Miller and John R- Ramita uh, man with no fear stuff too. <laughs> Miller, yeah, right. It's very Miller's much Miller's in the movie too. That's right. A brief That's right. He is. He has a he has a cameo, and he doesn't look like an old like shriveled apple doll, like <laughs> a homeless guy. <laughs> yeah. Old man. <laughs> old man. Um, yeah. All right. So we start in the church. Daredevil is half dead. He falls to the ground and he's like, they say your life flashes before your eyes. It's true. Even for a blind man, which is so on the nose, but whatever. So then we go all the way back to his childhood. Jack Murdoch, who in this movie, I think in the comics, he's called Batlin Jack Murdoch. Batlin Jack Murdoch. Yeah. He's called jack the devil and they even says like he says he fought like the devil or something like that but he's boxing and and whatever there's like a uh there's a sort of inference that he's doing like dirty you know he's beating people up for the kingpin or or whatever or this guy fallon and then he's like yeah i want you to you know be good or whatever because that these kids so first of all the worst bullies in the world are are torturing a blind kid or i guess he's not blind at this point right oh i should i jumped ahead there he's just a kid he's just a kid but yeah he doesn't want to fight the bullies because his dad's like i don't want you to be a fighter i want you to be you know a good kid i think like he's like in the comics basically one of the differences like in the comics he was like already blind or something no, I think it's pretty much no. – I don't know. They don't really – I, I mean, think, he gets blinded the same way pretty much, but I think it's more he's jumping out of the – Oh, I think it was before – in the comics, like it's like saving before himself. or after uh, Keith's stuff with his dad. It's like Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's a little older when he yeah. – yeah. But yeah, so what happens is he sees his dad roughing a guy up in an alley being like, ah, pay your desk yeah, or whatever, and then he gets so – He's like, no, and he runs away, and he, there's this accident where this, whatever, this, this toxic acid falls right in his face, and it blinds him. 
but it gives him incredible. His other senses are raised to such you know heights and whatever. So that's his power. They do do a good job when they make it like they actually show like his his like corneas or whatever inside his eye going all like blah, blah, melting away. But yeah. Um, but then his dad's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they played a bad like song that should have been on a, in a nineties movie. I don't even know half of the that was, soundtrack. That was it's, my favorite part was the really bad music. Oh, I was like, wow, this really is an early 2000s. Here, like Seether and Evanescence bands I'd never liked. Yeah. No, that one song, uh, you know, later when they're doing the uh, the training montage there, Electra's training. What is that song? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Evanescence, yeah. 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 There's this whole montage because now his dad wants to be like a good fighter because he feels bad because he's responsible or whatever. And then we see Matt figuring out how to be, a, you know, like that is – how his powers work and stuff. And then he saves Stan, Stan Lee. But back when the Stan Lee cameos were, you know. Fresh like, and new. There had only been a couple. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he saves him from crashing the street. And it's all this, you know, vo- there's all this voiceover of old, you know, uh, Ben Affleck when he's a kid and everything. And um, so then, like, he actually beats up the bullies because then the bullies are still torturing. This is what I was talking about a few minutes ago. Like the bullies are still like, yeah, wait a minute. It's like, you are the worst. Like <laughs> this time he does like, and he does this weird ninja kick. It's like, where did you learn that? You're like 10 years old. <laughs> the kid, the, hey. that's the kid from uh, the Sopranos too. <laughs> I thought so. He looked a lot like him. I was trying yeah, to figure out. I'm like, wait a minute. Him. But and then I was like, oh, what else has he been in? He's been in this, The Sopranos, and then like documentaries about real life people. The Sopranos, Sopranos was based on. So he's like done like no work. I've never, I haven't seen him in anything since The Sopranos. But hey, good for him. He's like, ah, that's all right. So there's a whole thing. Um, this is the joke. I think this is one of the reasons we wanted to do this movie, right? So Jack Murdoch is about to have a big fight, and this guy comes in, who I thought was—I guess it's not—but I because I looked it up, I thought this was the Bell guy from Breaking Bad, but I don't think it is. But anyway, he plays this mobster guy, and he's like, "Hey, all like them a ton of stuff." Like he always plays like a mafia guy i know i know i was really hoping it was the guy you know the guy from breaking bad you know that guy yeah yeah hector salamanca whatever yeah 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 so uh and he's like all those you think you won those fights on your own all those miller mac bendis (laughs) like it's like how many that guy's name is jose casada the character no the other guy there's a guy casada comes in later yeah but yeah, it's the, if they did it once, it would be funny, right? But like they do it so many times, it's just like well, we got Jack Kevin Kirby. There's an there's yeah, a character Kevin Smith's character thing based on Bill Everett, co-creator of uh, Daredevil with Stanley. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's there's Colin, like a boxer, Gene Colin. He's fighting. He's fighting John Romita. It's Matt. on the marquee. He's fighting. Yeah, it's like, God. 
So anyways, they're all my fighters. He's like, so he basically told, told I can't imagine all David these guys fighting anybody, actually. Not that he doesn't seem Our, tough. But. Bendis doesn't seem like a, he looks like a butter bean kind of. <laughs> if he was a boxer, he looks kind of like that guy, butter. Bean. <laughs> you know. Anyways, so they all took dives, and now it's Jack's turn to take a dive for him. And Jack. So they're in the they're they're fighting, and Jack goes down, and he looks out in the crowd, and he sees his son going, "Get up, Dad! Get up!" So he gets up and punches the guy out and wins the fight. Get up, old man. Yeah, all right. Just classic Frank Miller. Um, anyway, so you know what happens next. Jack is moited. It's so funny. It's like, oh, I'll meet you out there, kid. He sends his like blind son out to just wait in the street while he gets murdered. Like, <laughs> I guess it's good because they probably would have murdered the kid too. But like, oh, I'll be out there in a minute, son. I know you. You're blind. But you just go hang out on the streets of New York at night. You'll be fine. Then, yeah, you'll be fine. So there's this whole thing. Yeah, they they killed Jack, and there's this thing in the in throughout the movie. The, the, there's like a rose left on his body, and then that's when Matt Murdock decides I'm going to seek justice, help the the people who need to be who can't help themselves or whatever, and he decides to become. A crime fighter, I guess. I don't know. Then we just get to the present. Yeah, it's a classic. That... Um, the 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 rose and the robe is like exactly the pearls and crime alley. I guess like it they, is. They but... pan up and to like a a mural of a battle and Jack Murdoch on the side of the gym or whatever, mm-hmm. and then just to the sky and him training yeah. the future. I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, the rose was never a thing in the comics, except the ro- the guy, the character. Was there was the rose. a rose actually in the Daredevil Bill Sienkiewicz graphic novel that was like a rose was like the theme of the whole thing. But that was all between Karen Page and and Wilson Fisk and a whole mm-hmm. other stuff that had nothing maybe. to do with this movie. But that was like, right. the one rose thing I can think of. Maybe they were like just easter egging it to that there's like yeah i mean it's just something it's it's fun now two like a few too many if you ask me so anyway go back to the present um but it's not the present because it's still flashback because the present i guess is him in the church but it's okay so i guess fast forward to adult daredevil as ben affleck he has to sleep this is the one cool thing actually I yes, say, I like this whole, I like yeah. this whole scene, this whole segment of him sleeping in the Snake Eyes deprivation tank. Like it's just like Snake right, Eyes, you know. That's really the yeah, that is the coolest thing. You think this because he otherwise he wouldn't be able to sleep because his his, you know, his hearing is so acute, right? And anything would, but then he puts on this really loud shitty music, like so. Wouldn't that just deafen him? Like. I don't understand. He turns the volume the way, way up. deafens him. Yeah. yeah. Like, and why does maybe he turn this like thing? overload so he can't, so he's numb and it's like evanescent. Oh. It's like, ding me up inside. But can I say something like this? Is yeah, I'm not like being like a joke about this, but like, uh, it, I really liked this and I always have I, about how this is like how I learned 
like a little bit of stuff about blind people like not a ton i still don't know a lot but uh the the <laughs> thing where they fold the the dollars into different you know shapes and and like right. all, oh like all the brand like you know they they obviously like now they go like way overboard they probably hire like 10 consultants they hired one consultant for the show you know what i mean but mm-hmm. i feel like it did really sort of like help me understand people that can't see like and i've always liked how different comics and stuff have done that like his power and i think in here like how they do his power is good and also in the tv show not even as good it's not i think this is better than the tv show but like different artists like chris somni is probably the best one that mark wade run like it, yeah that was be good able to show it and you could do it in a million ways but uh but i like the way they landed on it here i i do too yeah, and that, it's true. The thing about the with the Braille cases with the money, of course, he only he puts fifteen dollars in his wallet. I guess that's supposed maybe that's supposed to indicate that even though he's a lawyer, he doesn't really have any money. I don't know, but he, he has a really nice cash ap- or something. I don't know. I guess. I mean, he's got a really nice apartment, so I guess you shouldn't. Really... Yeah, it, it's kind of a little bit American Psycho apartment. Yeah, but also like when I was listening to the um the director's cut commentary, there he was saying like. He's like, I wanted it to be really the blind experience. Like, I wanted it to be really dark, but you can't shoot a film in the dark. So, like, what we had to do was, like, right. send some sunlight in because uh, it's, like, the morning time. But, like, the, on the TV show, too, yeah. they have it where he's, like, it's kind of like the uh, the whatever, Kenny Rogers fried chicken uh, neon <laughs> sign outside right. of his window because right. he doesn't care. But he just it's, he doesn't he doesn't yeah it doesn't it. bother. <laughs> yeah. But he took like a discount on the rent or something I think yeah, right because exactly, no one else would take. Exactly. But uh, all right so yeah he goes to court and as you pointed out he's he's questioning Jose Casada. Yeah, okay yeah right that's when that's that guy's name sure. They had that wrong. This guy who was trying to to get off from these rape charges and he's like they all enjoyed it. It's like what what uh, would awkward. you say? <laughs> you were. You're you're being brought up on rape charges, and you're like, ah, almost as awkward as Abby Arad going, "Oh, do you remember when Jenna put put that dress on, and she came out, what? and she was like oh, a little girl, God. and she was like, whoa, look at everybody was like, wow, look at her in that dress. <laughs> oh, Jesus, like, calm down, you creep. <laughs> we'll we'll get to Jennifer Garner in a minute. I know, but I, I just you know he says ah. Uh, oh, wow. well, the one the, the cool one cool thing about this, I, and this is something they don't do a lot of for the rest of the movie, I guess, but um, they do it a lot in the comics. And, and this is kind of like a central thing with Daredevil at being a, a, an attorney is that he can hear the heartbeat of the person he's questioning the person on the stand and he so he knows when right. they're lying because your, your heart races a little bit faster when you're lying so he's and so it's kind of like the guy's like ah she you know it was consensual or whatever he says and he's like let me remind you that you know perjury is whatever you know a crime and all that. whatever the guy gets off oh. then, i mean he it's already a, got off am oh, i right because the guy is uh, sorry yeah that, uh, terrible terrible but anyway the guy like, is released and um you know foggy's all like ah how does he how does a scumbag like quesada afford a you know that attorney is like oh he's taking 
you know, he's on the Kingpin's payroll and whatever. So Foggy, who is John Favreau, we should point out, who is actually pretty funny. But yeah, he's just a sort of just happy Hogan in training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. And yeah. which, oh, uh, I mean, some of the things that this like this led uh, not to give this too much credit, but th this basically led <laughs> to him making Iron Man because he was talking to the Marvel people and said, I want to do something. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's uh he did a he did all right for himself. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, let's put it. That's so he's like, ah, oh, you want to go back or you want to get something? He's like, oh, I'm, I got, I got, I got work to do or whatever. So they, we have they a costume the same character montage. though. They should do that a multiverse thing. Have happy talk yeah. to that foggy. Or <laughs> I was actually foggy. thinking to have the two foggies talk would be funny. Oh, you, there you, you don't go. Have to do anything tricky. That's right. So we have one of those Batman montages where he's putting the costume on. They don't do the butt shot, thankfully, but uh, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. That, like I don't know why they did that in the, the director's comedy. They they shot that in someone's living room, but I almost think like that they just like have to be like, do we need to show these people this superhero? You know, I guess splash page thing. Like, why do you think it's there? I don't, I don't know. It's in. It was in a like. Thankfully, it's not something that they really do anymore. But I, I'm pretty sure, like they did it a lot, especially in like the Schumacher Batman's. You know. Oh, they did for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that because this, this is definitely has its right moments, in that <laughs> but it's not really campy. But the action scenes are actually quite good. The I don't know. I mean, this movie just kind of tonally is all over the place. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's a good way to describe it for sure. So, yeah, he goes to like, I think it's Josie's bar too, which is, is like Josie's a thing bar, in the yeah. comics. Yeah. And he finds Casada there celebrating and he just jumps down and beats up a bunch of these guys. But he gets beat up a lot too because this is where we find out like, yeah, the he sound. You see the bullets and stuff. Yeah, I don't know about that because they still move fast. It's not like he. No, well, he sees them coming at him. But, right. Yeah. He can like hear them. He can hear like the, but but, but some sound messes him up, like loud noises. Loud noises. You know, like <laughs> messes him up, and so like he's kind of like ah. But um, I like this anyway. That's scene. just. I think it's really that's just foreshadowing. I think it's really like pretty like meaty. It's like long, and there's like a lot of stuff going on, and. You know the bar's on fire, and he's flipping and dipping all over the place. Like it's like yeah. wow, you know. Yeah, I think that you could make a compelling like edit of just the good parts of this movie. I think and it'd I be about this, ten minutes. I would include this action scene <laughs> for sure. So uh, at the end, he's got Joe Q on the train tracks, and he's. He just lets him get run over. And he's like, ah, that's yeah, justice. Really, ah. Cool it's a move. really terrible line that he gives him, too. He's like, that light at the end of the tunnel. It's the yeah. C train. Ah! Like, you could have. I know. It sounds like that. something Arnold Schwarzenegger like, would have said in, the, in Batman and Robin, speaking <laughs> of the Schumacher. Uh, I was actually really, I didn't remember that. And, and I really wasn't expecting it because there's no way an MCU, like, that would have repercussions even though if it well, happened now or like you just don't expect Daredevil to fucking let a guy get killed. Like no one well, uh, in the comics or anymore would 
I know, I know. That. You but know what I mean? It's I weird. think you're supposed to believe that he learns through the course of the movie because at the end he spares the kingpin. Oh, he doesn't so that's kill like that, that's like the yeah. equivalent of uh of the robber walking away from Spider-Man. Yeah, it's kind of the same. Cuz he and he tells that kid, "I'm not the bad guy," you know, like whatever. So I think we're but I mean, yeah, whatever. It's a nice little thing, I guess. It doesn't really save the movie, I guess, but it's it's your hero has to have some kind of arc, right? Yeah, yeah, but I just didn't expect him to kill at all. No, I mean it was that's pretty violent. So then the next day or whatever, we have Ben Urich played by Joey Pants in his, in his hat. Joey Pants. Do, do you think he was like, I don't want to be bald in this one. Let me wear <laughs> this hat. But he's Ben Urich and he's it's he's kind of like doing the uh, what's his name in Batman? Who, who's the guy who's who's the reporter in Batman who thinks that there's like a. The, the Tim Burton Batman, you know, who thinks that there's a... Robert Wool's character. Yeah, 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 Robert Wool's character. I forget his name now. Knox. Yes. Knox. Bad, tie. Bad tie. Nice pull, but anyway, you guys. I was, like, I, trying to I, think of both of those names. So, yeah, but he's... So he's, like, the, the Knox character, and he's trying to, like, say, there's a, there's a guy dressed as a devil running around killing criminals or whatever. But also the, very much, like, what run of comics was it that Ben Urich was narrating it basically i forget i don't know if it was maybe, um, was maybe ben? the bendis run oh. uh, i don't know run. if it was the bendis run i mean he he did one of those what was that it was like a trade thing they collected i don't remember or it was kind of from his perspective oh yeah was yeah, it yeah. the marvels was it or one of those things whatever so anyway yeah and they're doing the typical like the cop's like, ah, get out of here, Yurik. You got nothing. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he throws a the cigarette and the, it's, it's like the dare, the two Ds are in the gasoline and, you know, in flames and whatever. And, and so here's, awesome. here's, I, I mean, I so that far, too. that's right. I mean, so far, this is fine. I'm not, I wouldn't hate the movie yet if I was just seeing it for the first time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, okay. so, it's fine. Yeah, I know. I, I There's some some hokiness, but it's nothing that's... is definitely what John was saying, too, where it's, like, tonally kind of all over the place. But you're like, okay, let's right. see what we're doing. And they are kind yes. of, like, compressing all of the Daredevil story, like, his origin and everything into the movie. Right. Yeah, like, they're trying to just squeeze everything in here. And this is what, like, the movie is a really weird, like, this is just where it's just like, whoa, what happened in this? So the next scene, he and Foggy are sitting in a coffee shop, and they're just talking. Foggy's saying things about, like, we need clients. This guy paid me in fruit or whatever, fish. you know? It's fish. In, in, yeah. Yeah, fluke. Uh, fluke, which is yeah. Like some skate fish, white fish. So, uh, yeah, but so here's the part that I don't really get. At one point, Foggy says something about that bolt that 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 that, like lie detector that's in your head, you know, starts detecting your own bullshit. So, does he know or not? Like, I don't understand, (laughs) like, (laughs) right? Because then he obviously he doesn't know he has powers, right? But then because then he tries to switch the mustard and the honey, so he'll put like mustard in his tea or whatever, and then. You know, Matt switches it back so that he, you know, he drinks the mustard tea and whatever. But um, I think Foggy just thinks that his friend is talented and kind of has a sixth sense. 
Not that right. he's Daredevil. Right, he doesn't suspect he's Daredevil, right? But he but, does. But just, and kind of like that mysticism that, like, yeah, well, the true thing, which is that your other heights are, like, you know, amplified, which is like, right, a real right. thing, but also, like, right. people kind of, like, fetishizing it or having it be like, well, oh, he's blind, but he knows he has an intuition about stuff. That's how he does really good right. with the courtroom and whatnot. So he can apparently smell Electra coming from, like, down the street because he's like, oh. And like, she walks in the coffee shop, and he is, and he tells, he asks Foggy, he's like, tell me what, you know, and he's like, oh, she's disgusting or whatever. But it's Jennifer Garner who, like, when I saw this, I was like, Dan, that is a she's a very attractive woman. Yeah, this is she still is. She's oh, still oh absolutely, absolutely. No, I like, yeah, I still like Jennifer Garner, but this was she, this was prime Garner. Yeah, and she got in good shape for this too. You can tell, like, you know, she got in superhero shape. She wore so, green contacts, and they're like, I, I was like, why do her your eyes look so weird? And because uh, like the contacts like don't look natural at all <laughs> they no like they emeralds. don't they really don't yeah they look it's like really CD, weird. but they're not <laughs> you know what i mean not something that you needed she was already pretty enough but... yeah what difference does her eye color make seriously yeah so uh we also i i did there was like a message on his answering machine after he was in the fight from this girl that's, being like that's, ah, my, ah. that's my favorite thing because it's the most stereotypical movie thing ever <laughs> Yeah, I, I was calling and hoping you'd be home, but you're not home. Like you never are. You're never there for yeah. me. I thought we would take our relationship to the next level, and I guess this is the next level. I didn't want to do this over. The, it was just crap. Yeah, and no he's obviously he stuff. doesn't. Yeah, and he doesn't care. You know, he, he's actually like pulling out his teeth. He's putting. He's swallowing his pain drugs while this woman is breaking up with him over his answering machine. So. Now you just ghost him. You wouldn't even, I mean, you know. Yeah, he's, even he's blind. It's not like you have to worry about running into him on the street. You block him. Yeah. But anyway, so, but now, yeah, we fast. So now I guess we just know that he's on the prowl. So he, he goes over to her table and they have this exchange where he's like, he's like, where's the honey? And she's like, right in front of you. And I don't know if that means like, I'm the honey. <laughs> I guess it doesn't. <laughs> You know, she looks up and she realizes he's blind and she feels bad. And then, but then she's like, gets up to leave. And he's like, I never got your name. She's like, I never gave it to you. Now that to me is enough of a brush off. Right? I mean, like you wouldn't have to tell me twice. Oh, I guess she doesn't want to have a conversation with me. But he follows her out and into this park. She's just standing there too. So she obviously just left. She didn't have anywhere to go. She's literally standing around the corner. Yeah. She really just wanted to get away from him. And he's like, hey, so why wouldn't you give me your name? And then they had this is this is the one of the dumbest scenes in movie history. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, this fight sure. on the seesaw. You you would be hard pressed to convince me that there are many real big budget, I mean, you know, big budget movies with scenes dumber than this. This is the worst. <laughs> Thing I've I don't even know what to say. Like, what is it for? Like, <laughs> I don't know to show that she's like a, she's a ninja, and he it ha, can it. I, I don't know. 
and they must have had to do uh, well i guess they did it all like on wires and stuff like right why go through all that because i don't know these guys are both the the basically the good heroes of the story i mean we'll get there yeah things happen but like right you know these are why do they have to face off is this like supposed to be like a comic book thing i I, I, and if it was a comic book thing it wouldn't be this long you know what i mean it would be like a an interaction it would be like i'm gonna steal this like book behind your head or i'm gonna do like this quick kick or something it would be like fucking 10 minutes of the seesaw they fight on the seesaws, and then at the end, she, she, like you know, they actually do kind of get in fight, like it, and she flips him over, and she she does that kick, but stops just short of actually kicking him, and she says, "My name's Electra Nachios." Mm. And then she, like, what was that little mm for? What was that <laughs> First of all, she's the most I, I, whatever. I mean, who cares? I don't want to get too um, nitpicky. I guess I'm already doing that enough with this movie, but she doesn't really look, she looks like a woman who would be named Jennifer Garner. She doesn't really look like an Electra Nachios. You know what I mean? I was always confused about the ethnicity of Electra. Like when I was growing up, I just assumed because I, I thought Electra was like Asian or something. Yeah, me too. And, but, but if you read the comics, you know that her dad is like a Greek businessman, but she's trained or whatever. And I forget, I think she's like, maybe a person of color in the in the daredevil tv show or something yeah, it, it, a, it, it, i think I, she's i don't know if they're age, Greek she's... or whatever but like this this is the most like like the casting doesn't fit the comic book in my head uh you know what no, i mean Although I, there's I like agree. big comic book things that i i think that do resonate with the comic books in this movie that you know maybe you're just there for me <laughs> but like uh yeah I, she's not electra not no, sure. she's not sure. Electric, I think the woman... electric nachos, as they said on Rift Tracks. Oh, electric nachos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't remember. Disco Volante. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't remember who the the actress was who played Electra in, but I know she. I'm pretty sure she was Asian or of that. You know, um, but yeah, Jennifer Garner is is a. I mean, it's what, very, no, like Irish fine. or English yeah, or whatever I, Gardner it means, whatever that is. Yeah, her na- I mean her name is Elodie Young, like Y-U-N-G. Not that that, you know, I don't wanna but they totally whitewashed that character. I mean, so whatever. But she's supposed it's to be Greek ridiculous. though. So yeah, I know, but who cares? White. Yeah. So yeah, no, I don't mean like just we it's just a weird she doesn't fit, I don't think. No, she just doesn't fit. It's just that's the way it is. So did you give her whatever. a horror movie then? And then we don't know what yes, happens. Absolutely, they... should do. Oh, movie. that's a good yeah, idea. Sure it'd be, it would be great. I'm sure, <laughs> sure, it'd be amazing. Uh, so then we go. Um, where are we here? Okay, now we get the kingpin. We meet. We finally meet Michael Clark Duncan. They play some real actually music. is dead. Oh yeah, they play. <laughs> then they right. show yes, Ving yes. You can shame me for that time. That Ving Rames him for Ving Rames, but you can see That's why, okay. right? Mm, sure, but I don't want to go there. I, mean, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> they just That's look kind like of a problematic conversation. Let's just stop. Let's just. All right. Stop. Yep. Oh. That's it. No more. They it look like similar guys to me. 
just want to. I all I want to do is say, Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace. Uh, Big Rain. He was in one of my alive. favorite movies that I, I'm like the only person that has ever even seen it. Slam and Salmon. It's not one of my yeah, favorite movies, ever but I think it's a very funny movie from the uh, from the <laughs> the Super Troopers guys. Well, I remember there was a bit of a, a kerfluffle in the you know nerd community that they oh the kingpin's gonna be black. Well, see but, now they whitewash Electra, but then they right. they did the opposite right. with kingpin. Right. So it, it evens out. It's fine. It's fine. I Michael Clark Duncan. I think he's good as a kingpin in here. I think he's okay, but he doesn't have anything good to say. He doesn't have any good material. Oh, and I don't know. Big guy. <laughs> he's just a big guy. He's a big ball guy, so they they cast him as a kingpin. But he doesn't need to be much more than fine. that. Fine. He looks the part. Sinister. He just... And he's like, kingpin oh, doesn't I... even really talk that much. Even in the Marvel Daredevil show. Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio is incredible in that I, show. I'm not saying that Michael Clark Duncan is better than him. I'm just saying like he's a good kingpin. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it looks like he's never smoked a cigar in his life. I don't know. Like, I he kind of looks like, like when you're a kid and you're trying to see what it's like to smoke, you know. And you're like, oh, the way he like breathes out the smoke. I don't know. It just looks weird. To <laughs> that's me. why I'm not going to a cigar bar with you guys. That's what I would. Right. Like. I'll see. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what you'd be like. like the- Michael Clark Duncan, Rames. I mean, Michael Clark Duncan. But I would have like a three-piece suit on, and uh, you know, like a cane with a big cr- a doorknob a on the top. <laughs> doorknob. That would be amazing. <laughs> so we have Nachios here, Electra's dad. He and he wants to get out of this. And like he's like, I want you to buy me out. And he says, How's your daughter? So it's like, Oh, I guess you can't. Leave. The kingpin's not going to let you leave because he's going to threaten your child or whatever. I mean, we see him, he's got the roses and whatever, and uh, we just know he's a bad guy. Not really much gets accomplished. But then they go back this to... Is, this is the 40-minute mark, by the way. This yeah, is this is about watching. where the movie really <laughs> falls apart, so I don't blame it. So then, like, we cut back to Electra and Matt just sort of chatting. And I guess that's to show that that's his daughter. Is that what they're trying to show? Because then they go right back to the kingpin and he says, get me bullseye. And so then we cut to Colin Farrell as bullseye who kills a guy with some paperclip pieces. And nobody seems to care. He, like, throws all these little pieces I hate, of paperclip. I hate bullseye. Movie so much. I did, I'm not it's like a huge terrible. fan of what's his face anyway, so I can't think of his name. What's Colin his name? Farrell. Colin Farrell. I'm not a big fan of his, but I just hate. He's just so over the top and real. Just ugh, no, I hate terrible. his performance. No, I do too. I, you can tell he's just cashing a paycheck here. He just does not give one shit about. I think he this cares movie. a little bit too they, much, um, actually. They, oh, maybe maybe, like maybe that's way it. into it. Apparently, they offered him the role of Daredevil, and he turned it down. So. Well, how bad would it been if he played Daredevil? <laughs> and then they do one of those whoosh cuts where, like, they fly over the city and go into where just fo- uh, just Foggy and Matt talking again. And he's like, Foggy's like, "Hey, give me details." It's like George Costanza. Like he's like, "Oh no, no, no details, no details." Oh. So then we cut back to Bullseye again. And he's on a plane and he kills a woman with a peanut. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like, it's like, why do we need to see all this stuff? 
the director's then, cut is longer, right? But right, it makes more sense because, like the, it just makes more sense. They they explain um, bullseye in a that that kingpin hired him, and that that was his. Things are like in a different order in this movie. That where if you watch the regular one, it just kind of falls apart we're like wait what happened yeah and then that they were uh, without like you know explaining yeah, everything this, but this like definitely the director's cut like it the it, the logic makes a little bit more sense of like why why bullseye was in the bar and like he was they did the plane thing before he was at the bar you know like he flew here from ireland or something so it's like yeah, just I mean, none of all this... cut in a weird order. Yeah, it's it, the way it goes back and forth and it's cut back yeah, and forth. it makes no sense. And there was a lot of like, I think. It makes no sense. And whatnot. I don't know. Maybe. But... I'm looking at my notes here and I'm like, wait, is that what? Like, what? Did I miss something? But, but then yeah, we have. so all around. This is just the way it all. Yeah, the way it is. So my the next thing I have is that Daredevil's beating up some kingpin henchman. And this is when he sees the kid that's crying. And he goes, uh, I'm not the bad guy. And then he stands in the rain and broods a little. So I don't know, I don't know what that accomplished. I, I think, I mean, I think Electra said something to him about whatever, her dad, whatever. And then he, some reason he goes he and beats like up these a street guys. level superhero standing in yeah. the rain brooding. I yeah, know. I guess you're I'm right. Into it. Then we get a, uh, a, Karen Page cameo here. I don't know if they were setting this up for like if they were going to do a Daredevil 2, but Ellen Pompeo, who went on to become, uh, what's her face? Or maybe she was on it at the time. When did that stupid show um, what is that show where she's like the nurse that's been on for like 20 years? Uh, it doesn't um, matter. Grey's Anatomy? Is that yes! Her? Is that that's that? oh, okay. Yeah, 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 that's her. That's her as Karen Page. The I secretary. think they just wanted to, That that's what I mean, like some of the stuff totally makes sense. Like, well, it's a lot of pretzels that uh, that Foggy has behind his desk. He's got like four boxes of <laughs> Snyder's pretzels, huge ones. Because I think they were they were paid in pretzels. That's that's part oh, of it. Oh right. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. <clears throat> so there's all that, that stuff. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were. I think they're just like putting in like the. I think of this movie in a little bit like you think about like Batman. You have to have like the the <laughs> the parents die you have to have right. Madeline jack murdoch you have to have um nelson and murdoch you have to have karen page you have to have kingpin like they just have everything in it it's probably i mean much, but it still. oh it definitely is i mean karen page is only in this one scene and she's in but... it a little bit longer she helps foggy figure something out um in the director's cut okay. so there's more she there was more that she did but she does kind of make eyes at Matt Murdock when he so he gets this invitation to this big ball, this gala, as it were. And she's kind of like, "Oh, who's your plus one?" And he's and then Foggy's like, "Ah, oh, I'll be the plus one, and we'll drum up some clients." And of course, Matt Murdock is because he's brooding. He's like, "Oh, I'm not going," but. They just like Bruce you know, would say he wouldn't go to the thing. No, you're right. Because it is. This is a total Batman ripoff. That's why he ends up going. He'll let this because oh, Bill. because she because she invited Electra invited him or whatever. So then, which 
whatever. So like there's more banter about her, more Seinfeld-esque banter. And then so they but then they go on this date. Um Matt Murdoch and Electra the Greek. And he brings her up to this rooftop and he's like, Oh, you know, this is my favorite view of the city. Wait, it's gonna rain. So it rains, and then he can like see her face in his radar sense. And this whatever, is kind know. of like a Superman thing. Let me show you. Let me, yeah. You know, let me let let's fly. I mean, he's not being a superhero, but you know, they do do the the blind thing. It's like show the powers in this little yeah. romantic moment. I'm flying I mean, around it, the world. I, Who's got you? <laughs> right. It's fine. I mean, like, it's kind of a cool little moment. This is how, but I mean, this is how she's, this is how he sees people, but it's kind of weird. I mean, like, I feel like it would be better if he just liked her as a person instead of being like, you're beautiful. Oh, you know, I mean, like, it's, wouldn't it be more of like a, a character thing, a character? Well, Matt Murdock is a player, man. Black yeah. Widow, That's right. She Hulk. Electra nachos, typhoid Mary, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, if you go across the different the different universes, I don't think he and She-Hulk ever hooked up in the comics or anything, but eh, whatever. I always picture so, him with Black Widow, but I, I almost picture ben, ben Affleck with with Scarlett Johansson. That combination. Oh. Well, um, so they kiss in the rain. It's very Spider-Man and whatever. And then he hears noises, mugging, you know, like a mugging or a murder or something happening. And he's like, oh, and she's like, what? And he's like, I have to go. And she's like, no, stay. So then they go and do it. The CG is bad, though, on that part, even though the regular electro, elect, eco location stuff is usually good. Yeah. When they, like, make her in CG, it looks really bad. <laughs> It looks like one of those things. Remember, like those things in Spencer's gifts with all the the the, like the the pins, and you'd put it up to your face. Yeah, pin pin impressions. (laughs) Yes, it's kind of what it looks like. So meanwhile, so like Matt Murdock goes off to get some, and whoever that was that was getting mugged that he heard. I mean, they just well, that's a them problem. Sucks to be you. (laughs) Yeah, right, a them problem. So then he wakes up in the morning. Of course, she is gone, but it's this. Then he on the pillow is the same invitation that he already got. Why did they have to do that twice? Right? <laughs> Who knows? Who the knows? Cut the but I know. The I cut, they do say like a lot of stuff. Like uh, they like will just say, "Yeah, we fucked that up," or like, "Yeah, we didn't. Do, yeah. We, we were so rushed in post." Yeah, that's, well, that's, I don't know. that's fucked up. It's more like an admission of all their sins. <laughs> so they go to the party. Foggy's in a tux there, and he's like, "Ah, yeah, he's all being funny and whatever." They no they pants, they meet the no hat. Yeah. Oh, you're earrings? right. Hey, that Ben Urich. Earring. Earring. So Foggy uh, and Matt, they they meet the kingpin, and he's like, I know you, the blind lawyers of Hell's Kitchen. He's he's like, oh, here's my card or whatever. And and 
I don't know what, what he says, like, give me a call. And like Matt's all like, I would never do business with you. you. And he, he's all scowly. So then Electra enters in the dress that Avi Arad was talking about. Uh, and yeah, she looks great. Yeah, so, and, But also there was another creepy part from Avi Arad in, in this scene. So then he goes... <laughs> Oh, look at that nice blonde over there. And, oh, my uh, God. And, and the director was like, yeah, that's actually um, my wife. And that's, <laughs> she's dancing with my assistant. And obviously, Avi Arad knew that. But he just wanted oh. to get a rise out of the director. Oh, and, he I goes, see, I see. and he goes, oh, pretty girl. Pretty girl. About the director's <laughs> wife. He's doing the DVD commentary with him. Oh, Jesus, Avi. It's just like Mathis in uh, Casino Royale. That's right. Just makes just weird noises. <laughs> Matt goes up to see Electra. They have this weird exchange. They're like dancing. And she says, I wish you could see me tonight. She must think she looks pretty good. You know? <laughs> or really bad, you know? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Dude, man, you, just, you could let me know if I'm looking you okay. See no. this, boy. Yeah, right. I said you look wonderful tonight. You know that song with the, forget that it. Was All right, prom theme. Oh, really? Boy, what was ours? Um, what was that? The Billy Joel song, uh, "Time of Your Life." I think that was uh, not. Yeah. No, not time. What is? No, it's not time of life, but it's something like that. Time to remember. That's what it was. I think I went to that prom too. The oh. Bosom Buddies theme song. No, not the. <laughs> <laughs> my that's my life. Yes. Um. So, anyways, they like yeah. I wish you could see me tonight. I did this for you, she says, because I want to look good for you. Uh, I like I usually wear sweatpants. Anyway, so now well, we. Apparently- I just want to say one oh, thing please. is that uh, this was uh, one of, I don't know, they were talking on the director's commentary that I was watched for the first 40 minutes about <laughs> how the movie was color graded all digitally, which I guess that was a new thing in 2003. But they said they did that so they could make all the red in the movie pop more. So yeah, that's cool. And they had, they, they called it something that I'd never heard before. They said they had an intermediate stage or something to the, I don't know what that meant. It was like kind of the they maybe they took the CGI stuff and then like printed it onto film and then did the color grading and digitally later. They're probably doing lots of stuff sure. you don't need to Sounds do good. now. Yeah, right. Maybe that's why her eyes look so weird. Yeah, yeah, totally. They were probably like punch up the green in her eyes because they yeah. knew that they could. <laughs> so Kingpin, excuse me. And Electra's dad have another exchange, and he puts a rose in his pocket to signify that, you know, you're next, I guess. And so then his, her dad goes up and says, oh, you know, I'm leaving. And she goes with him. And they have this weird exchange where, like, she's kind of mad at him or whatever, but we don't really know what's going on there. There's been no explanation about their relationship or what's going on there. But she gets in his limo, and they drive away. To some really loud music, really badly mixed 
It would hurt. It would hurt Matt Murdock's yeah, ears. Yeah, right. I mean, it hurt my ears, and just because it was so bad. But uh, then Bullseye's riding his motorcycle, and then he does that goofy thing that only works in action movies where he stands on the seat, and yet the motorcycle keeps going. <laughs> right? My favorite yeah, thing is. Yeah. Totally Listen to our Hard Target thing. episode. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they did a Hard Target. Yeah. I like when they do comic booky shit like that. Go for it, I say. Oh, they do that in every, that's every action movie shit. That's not like, ah. Uh. So but he killed. 2003, 20 years ago. I know, I know, but they did it before then, and they're gonna do it from now on. They're gonna do it forever. Good. So Daredevil's like running across the rooftops, and Bullseye's on his motorcycle. He takes out some little ninja stars or whatever, kills the drivers of the limo, and the limo crashes, and and it's all. And then Daredevil and uh, you know Bullseye have a fight. He does the Akira kick, which I will say is kind of cool. He kicks him off the motorcycle. Um, I wish I was good at video editing instead of just like coming up with ideas, but I'd love to have like a a, a dark night and this like <laughs> spliced together where they're all coming at each other. <laughs> and so yeah, it's it's kind of similar, I guess. And that but somehow while he while he was getting kicked, Bullseye was able to grab Daredevil's billy club. Yeah, and he throws it, and in this. In the time it takes for that thing to go, really far, by the way, he throws it like really far. This is like a Hail Mary pass, like if you're in the NFL or something. He throws the thing really far, and then a train goes by. It messes up Daredevil's radar sense. He can't grab it in time because he's all messed up. Yeah. And the thing stabs Electra's dad in the chest, and he's dead. And then Bullseye never misses. Yeah. Never miss. Yeah. And then everyone thinks it's Daredevil because it's his club. You know. And Electra also thinks it's Daredevil. And she picks up a gun that one of the driver guys had and she tries to shoot him. But she's just like shooting willy nilly. She's like, I know. Shooting at like the stop sign and stuff. It's like, isn't she supposed to be an assassin? Well, maybe in the comics she's an assassin. No, this is when she becomes an assassin, according to the director's cut. This is a, oh, yeah, now it's Electra Assassin. Yeah. Oh, I see. So Daredevil then goes home and he throws all his shit around and dumps his table over and everything like that. And then, uh, and then he goes to confession. I guess, you know, sure. Uh, Classic Daredevil. Yep, classic Daredevil. So then we have the funeral and, and she, Matt Murdock is standing like way off. Like why isn't he just why isn't he there with everybody else? He's like way in the in the back. And she goes <laughs> right. up to him and she says, "I want revenge." Usually, if it was Bruce Wayne, he doesn't want to make a scene because he's so famous. right. Right. Then he's like, "No, killing killing him won't bring him back or whatever." I know because his, obviously he knows because his dad died. And she's like, you don't know. <laughs> it's like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I kind of do. So then it starts to rain. And like, eh, this is, I thought this was kind of a cool moment. Because she knows this is how he sees her face. She puts up an umbrella and it just kind of goes like, he <laughs> can't see. But I mean, I don't blame her. It's raining for Christ's sakes. But um, I don't even know why she's so mad at him. She She doesn't think he's Daredevil. 
know. Maybe she's just mad and upset in general. I guess her dad died, so whatever. So yeah, then we go in. We have Kevin Smith and his uh, scene, his big scene. He's most obnoxious coroner that ever existed, Kirby. or whatever. His, yeah, his name is Kirby. And Yurik goes in. He's like, gives him a hundred dollar bills, and he shows him the club. And he's like, I've seen it. He's like, Oh, have you seen this? He and was he, on some he, message board for like um, other uh, medical examiners or something. Tell yeah. them they are the ball lickers or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, he, he, you know, because they have the club because it was in the guy's chest or whatever. And he, he pulls it out and it's a blind man's cane. Like you can tell it's obviously a blind man's cane. And he's like, oh. So, so Ben Yurik is all like, wait a minute. I know a blind guy. So he, he tells Matt Murdock, eh, the word on the street is that the, they're going up. The kingpin doesn't just kill one guy. He kills the whole family. So, like, they're probably going to go after Electra, which we did have a scene that I missed in there where Bullseye says, I want a bloody costume. And he's like, well, kill, you know, like, whatever. He's going to kill Electra. He throws, like, a, a pencil through an olive. I don't know. It's just, it's all so stupid. Bullseye <laughs> is stupid. You're right. I mean, it's terrible. But this is all this, like, stuff. There's another montage over that FNF and song. Electra is training. She's got her size, you know, and she's just cutting these sandbags up, which is like, who's going to clean all that up? But she's yeah, got a, um, what's those little robot uh, Yeah, maybe she's oh, got a Roomba. A, a Roomba. Yeah. Yeah, my, yeah so my, she's. My dad has a, one of those Roombas, and he always calls it a Zumba. He's like, oh, I got, really? my Zumba, he's out of his little house now, and he's going to drive, he's riding around on the rug. We have one. We have a, but it's a Yuffie. It's not a, I guess it's like an off brand. Uh, but there was that great um, Parks and Rec episode where, where they put a, like an iPod on the top of it. And he, he's like, DJ Roomba in the house. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So we always just call it DJ Roomba, even though it's a Yuffie. But. DJ Yuffie in the house. Yeah, DJ Yuffie in the house. So then we have, and I guess this must be, I don't remember the, Electra bullseye fight in the Daredevil comic, but uh, was there like laundry all around? Because like they're up on this rooftop and there's these sheets blowing in the wind. And uh, um, well, the death scene is is like panel accurate. It's right. like it, it's like a pay, it's like from the comic. Yeah, but first we have a fight between Electra and Daredevil, which. Daredevil just gets his ass whipped. But I guess he doesn't want to fight her. He's like, no, Electra, wait. And she's, she stabs him in the shoulder and pulls off his mask. And she realizes it's Matt Murdock. And suddenly all is forgiven. And then, um, I think so. She's like, oh, no. And he's like, I didn't kill your father. And she's like, okay. Well, like, I mean, you know, I mean, she basically, them, I, guess. I guess. Yeah. So then uh, Bullseye shows up. He and Electra fight, and yeah, like you said, it's it's right out of the panel. Like he stabs her with her own thing. First, he throws it through her hand, which is kind of a cool visual. But yeah, it's kind of a quick fight. He also threw a playing card into her throat, which is just silly. But whatever. I don't care how good your aim is. You can't throw it. A card would still just blow in the wind, right? 
Mm. How fast? Gambit or uh, Bullseye. Oh, Gambit. Well, I don't know. How fast could you throw a card? I think they've got people that are charged up with some sort of. They have people that throw that throw cards and then like cut like grapefruits in half or something. I guess it can be done. All right. right. That guy. That guy. The little dumpy guy and tomorrow never dies ricky j oh yes he was like was like a card guy and would, could do all that shit so right. but they cut they cut all those scenes out of the movie because they were oh. like it, it just wasn't dramatically cool to watch a guy throwing cards into things in the, in the movie <laughs> oh but all the other things they did was were much cooler well, oh you mean in tomorrow, tomorrow never dies? Oh, oh i thought you meant this movie all right yeah that makes sense in director's cut too, uh, Bullseye kind of he when he's like sticking the it's a, it's a little bit more like the comic in the in the director's cut, but he's like weirdly this isn't in the comic, but like he's weirdly close to her face and he like kind of like kisses her and it's like really mm-hmm. kind of weird and creepy. Yeah, because you're killing yes. her, but I'm kissing right. you. But hey, sweetie, <laughs> hey, toots. Oh, uh, so there. So she falls down and she crawls over to to Daredevil, and this I thought this was kind of an he he hears her heart stomp. So I thought that was kind of cool, because there's a lot of points yeah. in this movie where like we know he has super hearing, but like all his senses are supposedly heightened, but like right, it's not. I don't know. You don't always. They don't always. Sour. (laughs) Right. But anyway, so he's he's you know anyway. So we she's dead. Her heart stops. That was kind of cool. Then they go to the church, and we're back at the beginning of the movie. The priest is there, and Bullseye comes into the church, and Daredevil goes, "I have to finish this." And then even though he got stabbed in the shoulder, he's limping. Uh, you know, as, as, you as one got does. He just said whooped yeah. up there. He just yeah. said that Electra got his ass whooped. It's not like he, she couldn't have got him in the leg with a couple of I kicks. Know, I guess she, I didn't see it. but And he did fall through, like, the church, you know, that'll ceiling. Hurt, that'll hurt your legs. Yeah, I My guess it will. But it, couldn't take that. <laughs> but I thought you were Captain America's shape. I thought you were no, I'm talking um, here is reborn Captain America shape. Very oh, big boobs. Oh, oh. Very Different. big ones. So D's. they have this fight on the Oregon. They're jumping around. The, ah, yes. So jumping around on the Oregon pipes and, and you know, the fine trying to kill each other. And at one point Daredevil falls off and he falls like way. Like how big is this church? Like he falls really far. Yeah, down. it's it's like the equivalent of in the Batman movie, like all the way down the bell tower or whatever. It's like I guess it is. Yeah. Story. But I mean, you're right. The church wouldn't be that tall. So, but the early right. days of CG. I mean, the organ, the organ wouldn't go up that high. But no, no, whatever. Way. It's fine. But I mean, I kind of like this fight scene too. Like, just like, no, no, I don't, I mean, you get to the okay. end of a superhero yeah, movie fine. and there's like the two villains fighting. It's a good one. Yeah, and Bullseye figures out that the sound messes him up, but he's hitting the 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 pipes, and it's going like, and he's like, Aah! so. Um, and then he does this really dumb thing. This is part of the fight I do not like. He breaks this 
uh, stained glass window, <laughs> yeah, is able to like stack up the, all the shards like a stack of pancakes. Yeah, this is my favorite part. It <laughs> reminds me of that Chili Willy cartoon where he keeps eating all the waffles. <laughs> it's so stupid. And he like flips them out at him like it's, you know, when people are like, hey, it's raining money, you know, like that raining money kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. And like <laughs> every one of them misses because Daredevil does that like backflip thing that heroes always do, which I never quite got. But also, yeah, like this movie is like a couple of these things, even the the seesaw thing was very much like matrix influence these are just like matrix scenes it's like yeah now it's in the wrong movie kind of thing (laughs) so stupid but then yeah so like he misses every single one and 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 then but somehow whatever bullseye gets the upper hand and then he just tells daredevil he's like oh yeah the kingpin you know uh I, I killed your girl for the kingpin, and I killed the guy, the kingpin, the kingpin. Wilson Fisk is the kingpin. It's like an episode of Scooby-Doo or something. It's like he just reveals the whole – everything. The roses, you know, so then he knows. He says something about he, – uh, he likes that rose shit or whatever. And so then Daredevil knows that kingpin killed his dad because he found the rose. And then – so I guess this is this isn't too bad of a thing. He's about to stab him with the thing. And he's got um, he's got his hands like there, or whatever. He's gonna throw well, him. I don't know. What, what, the whatever. Guy, the guy, the sharpshooter. Yeah. So Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil hears the gun because his hearing is so you know super, and he knows like so he sort of pulls the hands into the path of the bullets, and the bullets go right through Bullseye's hands. Uh, that, I mean, that's not bad. It's, I, it's I have movie. something to say about, about this. I have something to say about the stained glass thing, but also about like the, the bullet accuracy thing. I've been watching all these Clint Eastwood movies, and for the most part, it's like pretty straightforward. But then there's like, um, in a few dollars more, where there's a whole thing where like Clint Eastwood is like shooting Lee Van Cleef's hat, and it, like the hat keeps going down the trail. And then Lee huh. Von Cleef is like, oh, yeah? And then he shoots Clint Eastwood's <laughs> hat off his head. And then when it's in the air, in the in nighttime, it's dark out, he shoots it like five more times, and it keeps like flying away because he's just able to like <laughs> ping, 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 ping. And then they did that in like the next movie after that. And I was like, wow, that's like really – I never noticed how dumb that was before. It's like there's no way <laughs> – that well, this bullet was a magic bullet. No way that could go right through someone's hands or whatever like that. Yeah, I and, know it's it is silly. That, but, but I was just thinking like, it, there's no way someone could shoot someone's hat off. Maybe they might be able to hit their hit their hat a second time in the air, but not like five times where the thing keeps flying away. Well, uh, wasn't there an episode of um uh, <clears throat> what was that show where they proved all the things? Wrong. Mythbusters. Mythbusters, yeah. Where, like, they said, like, a cowboy hat goes on, like, really tight. You know, because that was, like, a cliche in cowboy movies. You go, guy's hat always getting shot off. Oh, but, right, like, right, right. Yeah, so. I think there was an episode, right, where they tried to shoot a cowboy hat off, like, I'm a sh- dummy. Yeah, I'm I sure it was. that one, but, yeah, that. Like, never worked. So, cause, I want to like, look it up now because I was like, wow, that's so stupid. <laughs> it, it is stupid. I it was really dumb. Oh, it's dumb. 
So then he's like, you know, for whatever, revenge for Lecter, he throws him out the window and he lands, Bullseye lands right on Ben Urich's car. <laughs> just, oh. So, and then uh, it's not over yet, though, because then he has to confront the kingpin, the mate, the big bad, the big boss. We weren't doing the director's cut, the shorter version I thought we were doing here. This seems oh. like it's going on forever. I know, it is going on forever. <laughs> this is it. This is the end. He goes to the kingpin, and he goes, like, kingpin does, like, the tough bad guy thing. He takes off his shirt and his jacket, and he says, tell the gods to leave. And oh, um calls. Oh, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so... <laughs> He walks in, and, like, he just, I mean, again, Kingpin beats the shite out of this guy. Like, I mean, he just, and he yeah. throws him. Like, Kingpin's just a, he's a big dude, but he's an ordinary man. He's not Superman. Right. He throws him across the but room. I feel like he always, in whatever iteration, whether it's, like, MCU or Netflix or even this one, I feel like he's strong, like not like Hulk strong, just like a little bit extra stronger than a regular. Yeah, isn't there some sort of thing where they were like the Kingpin's like a sumo wrestler where, like, yeah, he's fat, but there's a lot of muscle under all that fat? Or yeah, something? I mean, I'm not saying that he's not a strong, I mean, I'm sure he's very strong, but the way he throws this person across, like, he oh, throws yeah. up. Totally like, ridiculous. Um, it's like, like the a two hundred pound man across the room. Yeah, <laughs> this is stupid. It's like zap. It's like Yoda could do it. You know, it's like yeah, pff, throw more. But whatever. So then he takes his mask off and he's like, "Oh, the blind lord of Hell's Kitchen." And he, he's, you know, he it's gets a like, kick out of that. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then he's about to like stab him with a this cane or whatever, and then. Um, Daredevil hears like it's one of those fancy offices where there's like water coming down and the the thing, and so he like throws the thing and breaks the glass and water sprays all over the kingpin and so now he can see him in that Electra way, you know? Right, right, right. Very it's romantic. Kind of a callback. Yeah, very cute. Yeah. So then he 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 beats him up a little and he kicks him in the knees and then punches him in the stomach and then oh yeah. It's like that uh, scene in Star Trek Six, where he says, "Not everyone keeps their genitals in the same uh, place." Yes. Maybe that's what Kingston listen, had going on there. Maybe it was listen his... to our Star Trek Six episode. <laughs> yeah, go back. Maybe Kingpin's balls are in his knees, but uh, but he doesn't. He's about to kill him, and he's like, "I'm not the bad guy," and he doesn't kill him, and he's like. I'm going to tell everybody that, you know, Daredevil is the blind lawyer and whatever. He's like, who would believe you? Like, well, that's like, kind of ahead. flimsy, isn't go it? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, no, ahead. it's not true. Oh, yeah, well, oh. I see your point. Yeah. It's like, no one to believe you. You're that kingpin. It's like, I guess you, it would, you would have a hard time believing that he was blind. Like, how could a blind guy do all that mm. stuff? But still, yeah. I mean, like, it's a little flimsy. Someone would be like, you know what, kingpin? I believe you. But... Tell me Whatever. That, yeah, tell him in Rikers how you got beat by a blind right. man. Yeah, I know. That's what he says. Yeah, they'll eat Justice you alive. Served. What's my line? Yeah. Justice is served. What is it? <laughs> line? Justice is served. Hi. Then we have like the wind down. We get the voiceover. We have Ben Yurick who's about because I guess oh because he saw the the. the the stick, he knows that Matt Murdock is Daredevil and he's about to write this whole thing about it. Then he hits delete. Yeah, he'd been figuring it out with other clues yeah. too. 
like, well, you said you said justice is blind in the courtroom that day, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, he knew. Yeah, and then he's like, oh yeah, yeah. and he was the one who told them like, oh, Kingpin's gonna kill Electra. So like, he kind of he's like, you maybe want to send a friend of yours out to protect her. But uh, yeah, and then we have all this thing. He goes back to the rooftop where they had their little moment. And he finds like a necklace that's exactly like the one that Electra wore and there's Braille writing on it. And oh, maybe she's alive and all that. And he drops Guardian Devil, you know, in there, which is the Kevin Smith storyline. And then uh, that's about it. He's up on the thing. He's by his cross. Guardian Devil, I miss that. You were talking about Ben Yurick's thing? Uh, I mean, Ben Affleck says, I, for, I mean, oh, in his says, voiceover, he, said, okay. he says, I'm the Guardian Devil oh, or right, whatever, right, which okay. is the name of the Kevin Smith, right, right, you know. Right. Yeah, totally. Run. But also there's the Ben Yurick, like, writing. The yeah, he's story. writing something, and then he, he presses delete and whatever well i was thinking he, he's he, not gonna ben you can benefit from google docs because even if you delete yeah, it, right. you'll probably still go back and track your changes yeah plus you should be hitting backspace unless he's on a command you know, s command s yeah now we get another shitty song played over the credits and then there's a uh, mid-credit scene which i guess was still kind of a new thing back then um sure bullseye I mean, didn't do it I wonder who the first one was. No, I don't remember them having them in X-Men, so maybe, I don't know. I don't know if this is the first, but it's definitely one of them. But it's pointless. I mean, it's just bullseye. So all just cut, they don't put it in the, they just oh, put really? it at the end of the movie. They don't put it in, oh. the, in the credits. Yeah, so he, like, he throws a a needle through a fly. It's pointless. There's no need, except just to show that he's not dead, I guess. Yeah, I'm well, not I guess dead. The, the studio people Assume. said, wait a minute. So all the bad guys are alive and the girl is dead? And he was like, yeah, isn't that cool? And they were like, well. But I mean, <laughs> I think they knew they were going to bring Electra back. I mean, they. Well, yeah. Of the, course, after many meetings. Right. The Braille necklace. The Braille necklace. Yeah, well, they let whatever for Daredevil yeah. two or an Electra movie. And, well, I think uh, they Daredevil had every in- became the Electra movie. Right, I think they had every intention of making a Daredevil two, and this one was so poorly received that they said, "Nah." <laughs> well, yeah, yeah the, let's uh, give Mark Stephen Johnson Ghostwriter instead. I'm sure he'll do better with that one. Oh, Mark Stephen yeah. Johnson at the end of the okay, so the director's cut came out in '04, which is like a, a year after this, and he's like, Mark Stephen Johnson says something to the effect of, "Well, um, I guess the the fans really wanted to see a little bit more of um of Electra, so that's what we uh." That's what they're going to get. <laughs> I mean, I, this was a star-making turn for Jennifer Garner. I mean, I'll give her that. I mean, but I don't think anybody was dying for an Electra movie. Is there even is Daredevil even in the Electra movie? I never saw it. I, I saw about 10 minutes of it. And uh, it oh, was in the part that I saw. It was on TV once when we were staying someplace. So we just watched a few minutes of it. 40 minutes less than the than you watched in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this movie did make 179 mil 
uh, out of a seventy-eight million dollar budget. So, I mean, no, it wasn't. It says it was he was flop, reprised but... it, but it was cut from the final film. Ah, Jesus God! But I can imagine they might have even had like doubles of somebody being there to look like from the back. Or yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah, maybe. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I don't know. There we go. That was Daredevil 2003. I mean, I know, yeah, like a director's, that was the thing they did a lot back then, or not a lot, but I mean, like, oh, because DVDs were pretty cool, like, you know, still. I think that he was pretty bummed about the direction he was getting from Marvel or whoever on this, like, for the theatrical cut. So he's like, oh, I can fix it. I know. I mean, I have a... I, I understand you have a vision and they have a different vision and that's that sucks, but you are being paid to do this job. Money. That's what their right. vision looks like. Sure. Absolutely. And but they're paying you. You know what I mean? Like you are paid to do this job. I, I, I don't know. Like to, I, don't, I don't want to shit on this guy because I, I think that I'm probably more in the camp of somebody that like will allow this music movie to exist. But uh, I look up this guy's <laughs> uh, this guy's uh, TV tropes, uh, all the things that he does. Author appeal. As shown in Daredevil and Ghost Rider, he likes motorcycles. He made a DVD com- commentary. A, oh, this movie suffered from uh, executive meddling. Um because they wanted to make it PG-13. The, the director's cut is rated R. And then, okay. um, you know, right. and then he made, needed to make a director's cut of that and an extended cut of Ghost Rider. So, I know. mean, he's not great. I I don't, I'm sure he's fine, you know, and he, had a, he, had a, he did make Ghost Rider. He also made Jack Frost, that, that, that horror movie. He wrote it, I guess. With the one with he's the, more known as like, a writer. I guess he wrote like yeah. early drafts of this before it was this movie. Probably right. a way different script. <clears throat> but like, I don't know. I have a thing about. I, I, it's just a personal thing when people say like, you know, oh, the, uh, the studio interfered or whatever. It's like you know what? They're they're your boss. They are paying you to do a job. I'm paid to do a job, and if I don't always agree with what my boss says, that's not really I – mean, I, I, it's not my place to say anything. I mean, whatever. Good for him. They made a director's cut, and they made some money off that, I guess. But, you know, all these, like, oh, the, the, the Snyder cut and all that stuff. It's just like, it's enough. I mean, the Snyder cut, maybe I'll give him. It's a little different because he didn't get to finish the movie because he was he had to leave because of the, the – his daughter and all that. So right. that sucks. But, you know, in, in this case, hey, I don't know. I think he it's, it tried to make it a better movie with the. Because this movie was. This movie's bad. I'm going <laughs> to. Let's get to our final thoughts right now. Do you want to go to the final thoughts? We can go to. The, why don't I. Can, why don't I yeah, start? Like, unless. Unless one of you negative uh, Nancy's wants to go. Like, John. Please. Uh, John, please. John. No, no, no. Mine's going to be really quick. I turned the movie off after 40 minutes. I didn't like it. Uh, it's the first time yeah. I had watched it in almost 20 years. I didn't hate it when it first came out. I thought it was okay enough. I thought that that scene on the, on the, the 
swing. Seesaws. Seesaws, yeah. yeah. I thought that was really dumb at the time. I remember we had, we were doing Secret Monkey back then, and uh, we had our own message board through Bench Comics for a while, and I remember oh, yeah. talking about the Daredevil movie on there and going, it's okay, but that Seesaw scene is really rough. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know, D, I'll give it. Oh yeah, that's given D D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if yeah, Durson, and if Durson gives it the D, that'll be D D, and then D for Durson. So. I was gonna, I was gonna give it a D, I think, cause, but I mean, it almost. It, I mean, I guess there's enough good things to not give it an F. I guess is basically it, right? Mm. It's mm. not. It's one of those movies that kind of offended me, like when I watched it this time. It didn't. I didn't hate it like 20 years ago too, like, like you, but I watch it now. I'm like, man, they really, this movie just sucks. Like, I know. Okay. You could say it's in that transition period between like 90 superhero movies and like Iron Man, the first Iron Man. Right. Yeah. I think like Mm. it almost felt like it should have been in the nineties, the way the movie was edited and, and the music and everything. But yeah, like, and I guess they were just trying to, get every kind of superhero they could and you know they, they went with this but like the thing about the 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 way they do it in the mcu and people can say whatever they want i know there's a lot of fatigue but the way that they did it uh in in those movies is like they kind of made it seem like it could happen you know in the real world and this seemed like this was like a comic book literally brought you know live action comic book because Daredevil sometimes jumps like whoosh, like really far or right. whatever, he does, and yeah. like he does all the, like. And I don't know if he's supposed to have. I, I know if that has something to do with his heightened senses, but man, like, yeah, I don't man, know. That going blind really heightened his his leg muscles. Yeah, like, his ability. I was, I was to... thinking about that specifically. I think it's right at the beginning of the movie when he he does like, and, and we had the Spider Man movie, right? So. And we've all, I mean, I don't know if you guys have, but I've seen all the digital whatever extras for that and, like, how they, you know, did the previs and how they had, you know, Spider-Man flying through New York City. That This one with Daredevil flying through New York City, I was just like, wow, that's, like, kind of what they show him doing in the comics, but it doesn't really work in real life. I think that's, like, what you were saying. Yeah, it's like I, I he, right. yeah. he, you really see how ridiculous it is when they <laughs> when you try to do it. Like if you were walking through right. New York City, you would and you look up. You you I think I do this when I'm there. I'm like, there's no way Spider Man or Daredevil can swing from here to here. There's just no way. <laughs> but I mean, at least Spider Man has spider powers I, and he has webs. You know, I would I mean, like kind I would of like explain to... it. I would like to point out that when we were doing the Secret Monkey comic at that, I did like sort of a joke on the whole swinging around the city because the Secret Monkey would always be swinging on vines through the yeah. city, which was just sort of like a comment on how impractical it was to like, right, just, to like swing around the city. <laughs> yeah, and it, so that was my. Look. I know that was pretty funny that the vines, but like at one point, so it, yeah, near the beginning, Daredevil is like he's swinging around, and then you think he's gonna like do some cool thing as he falls, and he lands on like a, a like one of those window washer things, and he just kind of hits and the thing sli- and it falls he, like, down. Sli- then he jumps he, like, on another one, and then he slides yeah. down. I was like, that's not as fun as I thought it would be. That's not as fun as a as a vine. 
Oh, right. Exactly. Definitely not as fun as the vine. But I don't know. That's that's part of the problem with this movie is like it's too comic booky in, in in some parts. But then, like you said, yeah, the tone. And then sometimes they get all serious, and then, and then sometimes they fight on seesaws. Yeah, it's really it's just nothing is like oh I don't know. I mean that's that's nothing. it. Nothing is. I don't want to say nothing is good. There were I tried to highlight a few of the good things about it, but. Um, I mean, and yeah, I'm not one of those people. Like I said, on YouTube, there was like some people like, oh, I'm defense of Daredevil. And I, I'm not one of those people. You're not going right. to, this movie stinks. You're not going to convince me. <laughs> some people just want to like it and good for them. But I was, I was almost offended. So D, D isn't dumb. D isn't, <laughs> so you guys are giving flat Ds. I'm not going to give you my letter grade quite yet. All right, let's go ahead. I'm done. Go ahead, Clay. It's, for, it's, all you and uh yeah so this was maybe my suggestion slash my fault like because no I, no had, don't. Had i thought that maybe the two of you did, were like not that into it i wouldn't have really pushed for it i guess you know what i mean but i was like you didn't really push for it i mean i only found out we were doing this the other day so yeah yeah no, the, i mean i i hadn't seen it in 20 years and i thought okay this is the this 20 is good. i like this the, i like doing the anniversary thing and especially sure. and it's it's not so often that we do we all kind of agree that like wow we just watched something that, like that wasn't that great like uh yeah you know uh but anyways i think that this is the good things I like about this movie are this is one of the first, like, I don't know why, but like when I started to get back into comics, like I remember I had this like DVD and I had the director's cut and it was before I had digital whatever movies and like had a shitty like a tube TV and I would like watch this. And one <laughs> thing that was confusing me about this on digital whatever is it's like one of the only movies I've seen in letterbox in a long time because everything usually fills up <laughs> on TV. And I was like, wow, I don't remember. I remember that was like all the time. But anyways, it, I just think it's like a pretty good. I like those. There's something about those movies that are in the pre-MCU that I have like a fondness for. I know they're not all that great, but I like to watch them because um, I was like, wow, this, you know, I love Daredevil. Like, let's see what they do with this. Granted, it's not that great of a movie, but I still think there are some decent parts of it. I will probably give it, I'll give it a C because I give it a lot of credit for it, like sort of being, you know, it, had, it really had like potential to be, it's just part of the, the group of those movies that there's something about them all that I kind of like, even Fantastic Four. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely see that. We were all very thirsty for any kind of... We were I, the so first, thirsty. And yeah. if we didn't have this, they might... I mean, it kind of was like... The the Netflix Daredevil was like... Like, what a contrast, right? Like, it's not a hundred times better, but like it's ten times better than this. Movie. Yeah, it's it's way, it, way better. Like, it laid some groundwork in a, in a way that I can't exactly put my finger on, but I feel like it laid some groundwork. I mean, maybe it did. I mean, like the comics were the, I always think the groundwork, but in a way, when you think about like, if some of these movies like this one, then there was X-Men three, which was pretty bad. And the Wolverine origins movie was pretty bad. I think some of these like not so great movies sort of 
paved the way for like Kevin Feige and Disney to, to be like, no, we can make good Marvel movies. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to be that bad. Maybe if they had like, who knows? I mean, they were all successful. So that's probably what really paved the way for it because they made money. Right. right. But like, you know, like somehow Kevin Feige was able to convince executives at Disney, like, no, 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 we can do this the right way. In the same way that Tim Burton was able to convince people at Warner Brothers, oh, you can do Batman cool and not campy. And And, this is like, this is years after Batman. So it's like a whole decade plus. No, it's like, no, it's like three years, four years after Batman. The Tim Burton Batman? Oh, no, you're right. That was 89. The 90s happened in there. (laughs) There was a whole decade in there. But so, oh, yeah, I try not to remember the 90s. But, but the the 90s, like, we didn't have anything. We kind of didn't have anything. So, when you'd hear even they were making a Daredevil movie, you're like excited. And I know that's not a reason to give this like an A grade. But I think that, like, Electro was like a bigger misstep than this movie was. You know what I mean? Like, it got worse from here. It didn't get better. Exactly. No, it definitely did. But we got John Favreau out of it. You know what I mean? It's kind of, yeah. And, like, maybe he was. getting inspired there and i kind of i like that they leaned on the you know not to be like huge fanboy but like they they i i kind of like the kevin smith is like in the movie and like some of the the like those comics that this this is based on are good and i see that they were trying to condense all that into a movie and then we saw that in netflix like if you stretch a daredevil up story out of over a couple of seasons it's a little bit better because you don't have everything all at once yeah yeah i don't know i thought they leaned too heavily into the as we noted with into the comic book thing like these jokes too many comic book references one or two is cute but then you're, you're like trying to name every person who ever wrote daredevil ever it's like Ugh, all right enough enough but you know Whatever. It's yeah, fine. I mean, it, that was the least of the movie's problems. That's the least. Of, <laughs> that's that's like a small thing, really. I mean, you yeah. know, I do like actually. It did like I kept saying, like when there was like a big fight scene where Daredevil taking on a bunch of people, or even the the villains fighting, with the exception of the seesaw, I was into it. I loved all the fight scenes. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Like I said, anybody who likes it, I'm happy it for them. Good, it was good. It was a good revisit. I'm not one of those YouTube people where I would say you need to go revisit this and watch it like because it's great. No, but maybe you want to <laughs> revisit it because you like these to throw on a shitty movie every once in a while. And like, you know, I can see that. And if you were this movie many, many, many times, cause I had the DVD oh, really? and I didn't have any other movies to watch. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, yeah, I can see that like for almost nostalgia factor in a way. That's uh, where it is for know. me. Any, anything yeah. positive I say, it's totally. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, good. I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I can see that. There's probably plenty of bad movies that I watch just because I remember where I was in my life at that time. And, you know, but yeah, this ain't one of them. I didn't so, go. I didn't do a big swerve on you and give it like some, some typical positive Clanferno B or anything like that. No, I didn't <laughs> expect you would do that, but uh, I mean, I'm glad like you liked it. Um, I like. I think that's about it. all we got. I had a, I had a fun good. time watching it. All right. 
Well, not watch anything. I think that's I about all. Like three Clint Eastwood movies in a weekend. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> you want to see them shoot their hats off? <laughs> ping, ping. It's like the same because uh, they overdub all those spaghetti westerns, so it's like the same shotgun blast too. It's like, ping, ping, ping. You know the sound. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, uh, you know. What I'm <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right, uh, I think that's all we got. Does anybody have anything else they want to say about Daredevil? It nah. wasn't. Here's one right, thing. Good. Okay. Uh, although Jonathan Avro is like pretty funny, and he's basically his foggy and his happy, or it's the same character. It's just Jonathan Avro, right? Yeah. But this movie isn't like didn't take a hard turn into like being funny, <laughs> or it didn't take a hard no. turn into being serious, <laughs> right? Know, like like John said, like tonally. What is it? What's going on? <laughs> you know, we would we get better TV on a weekly basis. Turn on any streaming service, put on a random show. It's better than this movie right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's right. I guess that's why it doesn't really hold up because and we have a little bit higher standard. Yeah, for entertainment now. So, yeah. But I'm glad Daredevil, the character got a better you know treat got better treatment on netflix and uh they'll be bringing it back for disney plus with daredevil born again i'm very excited for that because i just heard kristen ritter will be back as jessica jones and there's something different about the it's something different about the mcu version it seems than the netflix version so that's cool well who knows we'll see we'll see we'll get there We'll get there. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, don't forget to check out all of our stuff, uh, leaguepodcast.com or hashtag wherever you get your podcasts. And we're on YouTube and Facebook and not Facebook. We use Facebook. But, um, I use Facebook every day. Oh, sorry. Anchor, so Clay, Stitcher. Clay, Clay will go and listen. League Podcast uses Facebook. So tell people to go there. I know, and like we our do. Page. All right, go there and like our page. You know you use Facebook. Come on, everybody uses it. That's how you stalk people. Yeah, that's but, uh, there's there's these other uses for Facebook I would never think to do, but uh, I have some detectives in my life that uh, uh-huh. shit out. There you go. I'm one of those people. I don't know how to. Of course. Do it. <laughs> All right. Well, go there though, and while you're there stalking people, just go to uh, League of Ordinary Gentlemen and um, yeah, like our page and go to youtube and like and subscribe what do they say smash that like button or whatever and smash hit that, that hit that bell oh, that's hit that bell, but go up at the end hit that bell hit that bell all right never done that before that's great hit that bell hit that bell and uh hit that bell. <laughs> bill all right thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you chumps later adios justice is served